Hey y'all, and welcome back to the Old Iron Talk podcast. I'm your host, Callie Girton, and today we have special guest, Alan Wolf. Alan has been collecting John Deere tractors and lawn and garden tractors for the past few years with his dad, so we are excited to show you some of his collection and discuss what he's been up to. But first, we are going to talk with our producer, Miranda Adams, because we want to get her a little more involved in the show. How's it going today, Miranda? Oh, it's going pretty good. How are you? Oh, not too bad. As you guys can see, Miranda and I were busy the past couple weeks, and we kind of changed the room. We became bricklayers pretty quickly. We did. I think it went pretty well, don't you think? Yeah, DIY bricklayers. Mm -hmm. We didn't even have to watch a YouTube video. We actually did not. Not one. Nope. It took us about... I don't know, the third, fourth row of bricks, we finally became pretty solid at it, but it yeah. did take us a little while. Have you seen those TikTok videos of the bricklayers just going down in a line, yeah. knocking them all in with their knee? It's amazing. That's what we did. That's basically what we, we did. We should have made TikToks. Yeah. I also don't know if you guys can uh, see our nice new sign here. We've had some issues with that. We're hoping you can see it within the first few seconds of the show here, but... That was a little difficult to get in time for this uh, episode. Yeah, that was a struggle for sure. Yes. Like most things have been yes. for us. We really are thinking we should start recording behind the scenes of our podcast episodes because it's always frantic. Nothing ever works. The settings are never the same. We're like 99.9% .9 sure someone is sabotaging us. So I think it'd be very entertaining for you guys to see what we go through to try and get these episodes ready. Oh, yeah. We got to do that. Yes. And it's sabotage for sure. Oh, for sure. It definitely isn't us. No. We're not the we problem. We know what we're doing. Miranda's great. She knows what she does. So we are not the problem. Something's going on. For sure. Okay. Miranda and I have got some tractor jokes to start us off here as well. Yeah, we do. So, Miranda, what happened when the old tractors lose their wheels and they fall off? I don't know, Callie. What happens? They decide to retire it. Oh. That's but, um, a winner. Winner right there. Uh, I think that one fell a little short. Oh, okay. But, hey, have you seen uh, the new film, The Tractor, yet? I have not, but I've seen the trailer. Oh, you've heard that one before. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, <laughs> I have, yep. Uh, anyway, so we are very excited for this episode, and we are ready to start talking with Alan Wolf. So if everyone wants to grab their favorite beverage, we can get to chatting. We're here with Alan Wolf today, and Alan actually had reached out to us, and I reached out to Carl, who we had on a few episodes back, and I said, hey, do you know this dude? Because I had no idea who you were. And he sent me your TikTok, actually. And mm -hmm. he's like, oh, yeah, he's an awesome guy. Look up his TikTok. So I did. And that's kind of how I got to know you first. So it looks like you've really grown your social media pages for sure. I've definitely gotten uh, pretty big the last couple of years as the showing off the collection yeah. and getting a fan base going. Well, that's good. That's awesome. Okay, so we're going to kind of start here. And can you kind of give us a background? I know you had told me your dad originally had started collecting. When did he start collecting? When he was a kid? I guess to go way back was uh, the family farm way back in the day. Was he, His granddad had a farm and uh, he drove a John Deere B literally every day. He did yeah. A, Ted, Mo, everything. And uh, every since up until like the 80s when the farm sold out and then he uh he bought that bee he made sure it did not leave his possession because he grew up on that tractor and uh, we still have it uh we do plan on one day restoring it when we get to it um 
but from there, I mean, my uncle used to work at a dealership and uh, he, he was kind of handed over the dealership, but he didn't want to be a part of it in the long run. So it eventually did close up, but my grandfather bought a couple of John Deere's from there. Uh, I actually still have one. My brother has the other one. Uh, and from there, my dad was just kind of stuck on John Deere's and we just, I got hooked on it at a young age. And I guess uh, when two bad things come together, <laughs> we're both addicted to it and uh, we're where we are now. That seems to be a common consensus. You start with one and then it seems like everybody says they get addicted and then you've got what you got by the end of it. Just what's happened with so many of them is they've actually come to us. Okay. So many, uh, we, there's a local tractor show we go to. And usually every time I show, there's about a dozen old guys that'll walk up to me. Hey, I got this old tractor sitting in the shed. Would you be interested in it? And usually we do go get it. <laughs> Mom's not very happy, but we will <laughs> get it. That happens. Okay. So I've got to ask, you sent us a couple pictures and we've got one with a bee and a crawler on a trailer. Is that the bee you're talking about or is that a different one? That is actually my wife's uh, restored bee, which okay. uh, I sent you a picture of our on our wedding day. That, yep. we got married on. That, that is her prized possession. That was actually the first show we were taking it to. We were taking that and the uh, and a crawler together. That's uh, awesome. I mean, it was also testing the limits of the brand new trailer. That trailer was about three months old. So, <laughs> Well, hey, did it get you there? It did. Luckily, it was only 15 minutes down the road, so it wasn't there that. There you go. <laughs> Not too bad then. Okay, so what was the first piece you bought to add to your collection? Jeez. There was just so many that Dad and I kind of split between most of them. He, he would kind of fork up the money to buy the tractor, and I would put in all the work to make it yeah. run. Um, I mean, I guess my most prized possession, to jump to that, would be my 120 I went and I bought that and I rebuilt it from the ground up okay so that, that one's actually uh, probably one of the earlier ones that I actually went and got myself that's very cool so do you have more of an interest in lawn and garden tractors yeah um I guess kind of the the big picture of it would boil down to cost <laughs> yeah I could uh give up a couple hundred bucks here or there to buy somebody's old lawnmower mm -hmm. rather than you know how many thousands into a larger tractor yes so but probably in the long run we would have a lot less big ones if we didn't have so many of the small ones yeah <laughs> probably outweighed the cost equally in the in the end <laughs> i would yes i understand that okay i've i was also wondering let's see you sent us a picture let me see and it looks like it's like overall of your collection is that yeah. it's got a lot of lawn and garden tractors and then a few bigger tractors in the back. How many pieces do you have currently? Do you know off the top of your head? Somewhere around 60. Okay. Is where we kind of guesstimated. I tried to do, it used to be every year, but then it turned into like every other year when we could that uh, me and a couple of college friends would, I'd say, Hey, Let's take a weekend. Let's get them all out. Let's get one big picture. We, you know, uh, I couldn't find, I have an original picture from like 2014 when there was like 10 of them. So that's, <laughs> at least that could all fit in one picture that I didn't yeah. have to stand on a 20 foot ladder to get above. 
That's awesome though. Now on TikTok, I know that's what Carl sent me. That's kind of, I'd say, is that where you have your most following is on your TikTok? That's kind of where I took off. I always had the collection and uh, I kind of wanted to show it off here or there. I did a little bit of YouTube videos and I just I never put the time into it. And then uh, TikTok kind of came around where, hey, I can post a minute video to millions. And uh, it just I did a couple of videos and it took right off. And, you know, I, heck, just on uh, Snapchat alone, I've got four or five hundred people from around the world wow. that talked about tractors. That's awesome. And I've met them all from uh, from TikTok. Yeah, I mean, it's really shrunk how shrunk how uh, wide it is and brought a lot of people together. Mm-hmm. It's how popular just tractoring is. Mm-hmm. as I call it. <laughs> Did you have one video that like really blew up or was it kind of gradual? I think I made, I made one, uh, uh, I made a custom pallet fork, well, pa- kind of a pallet jack, but mm-hmm. I cut it down and I made it three point to fit on the back of my 400. Okay. And, uh, and that kind of really took off. Everybody got, uh, was amazed. How did you do that? How'd you make it? How can I do that? And, you know, that that's kind of been the basis of my channel and YouTube is explaining to people, it doesn't take much. You just got to be really creative. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm, I actually moved out of my parents' house last, uh, last summer. I moved into my own place with the wife and uh, slowly been trying to make room for the collection to come back up here. <laughs> I can only bring one piece at a time to work on. Uh, so it's just working out of a little garage with a handful of tools and work using my tailgate as my workbench. I can still make literally anything. And that's yeah. just trying to prove to people that with a creative mindset, you can, you can make anything easily. Yes. Stuff is way easier than it looks on TV. It's it. it is. Yes. Speaking of making things, you've sent us a picture of the John Deere tricycle. <laughs> Did you fabricate that? <laughs> no, the tricycle my dad had uh, laying in the shop and that's, uh, he got it cheap and he's kind of been saving it for his like future grandchild. Okay um and we were actually in the process of making a couple of center blades for actual lawn and garden Mm -hmm. and that was a scrap piece we had laying around and I'm like you know that would be really cool if we actually made that (laughs) I think a lot of pedal power I'd (laughs) that's for sure yes it would I wondered if that looked unique so I didn't know what for sure was going on there (laughs) I noticed too when I was going through your TikTok page you had quite a few TikToks about shows. So do you go to quite a th- few throughout the year? I've just, uh, I've gotten a pretty good bucket list of shows that I want to go to, mm-hmm. want to experience, you want to see, you know, cross it off the map per se. Um, I've been to you know, dozens of them in New York, Pennsylvania, Connecticut. Uh, there's not too many in Vermont or New Hampshire. A lot of pullers, a lot of pulling guys out there. Uh, want to expand i like going out and seeing where where you gals are of the central part of the Mm -hmm. states you know see the different country have you been to half century of progress i have not you haven't are you gonna come i really am hoping to it's a good show you definitely should yes 
it's on the it's on the bucket list that I'm, I'm gonna try to make it this summer load up okay. and we're gonna sleep in my livestock trailer with me and my college buddy so okay we're gonna, we're gonna rough it out <laughs> what about classic green classic green actually yeah I brought that to oh yeah got that in the mail yep. uh actually I I still got to register the tractors that I'm going to bring to it. My dad just made the reservations for camping. Okay. So we are definitely going to be going to that. Well, good. Yeah. 16th we'll be there too. So that'd be awesome. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Since that's 60th anniversary of the uh, 110s. Uh -huh. so I've got two 63s consecutive serial numbers. I'm going to. Okay. Be that's down. awesome. Well, yeah, we'll be there too. So that'll be exciting. Classic Green is always a good show. So we're excited about that. One thing too, that's kind of unique to our website is on Old Iron Garage, we've started sharing events for all shows all over. Mm -hmm. So if you're ever interested in looking up any other shows, you can go on there. You can look by state, date, time, wherever you're planning on going. So you can see like, if you're headed to Illinois for half century of progress, you can look on there and see if there's any other local shows going on when you head this way. You, you know what usually happens at shows? You come back with something that you're not supposed to. <laughs> that is so, also a common thing that I have heard, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know about putting more shows on the map quite yet. I, I always leave room on the trailer for plus one. If yeah. I never intend to fill it. <laughs> so what's your overall dream show like that you would want to go to? Oh, man. I, I've been up a lot of, um, everybody's been telling me to go to Portage, Wisconsin, mm -hmm. I believe that mm -hmm. is, the, to the big lawn and garden show. I mean, I've seen some pictures online that uh, I hope really don't do the show justice, but that's, I think that'll be a next year kind of show to go because wisconsin is that's a bit of a drive from new york I'll not say yeah. that. but it, you know it's just stuff to make it worth it that if i go out there for the week and uh i always the wife is in charge of the hotel rooms and destinations along the way that's probably a good trip. thing so she'll, we'll stop at the mall occasionally here or there that way we can stretch our legs see the, see the scenery so she's she's good for that. I just want to go to the show, but yes. <laughs> that's fair. Okay, I've got to ask you now. You seem like a John Deere guy, but you sent us a picture of a Farmall H and a International three hundred and fifty on a trailer. What's going on there? Okay, that was that was a good friend of mine at the local show that I took the bee and the crawler to, and uh, he lived up the road but he didn't have a trailer big enough that could haul both of them so okay. he politely asked me to haul them and I had no problem hauling them uh the only problem was the wife did get a video of me driving one of them to load it on the trailer because so I don't want that circulating around too much <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the wrong color so I wasn't for sure what was going on there it'll look good on the trailer that's all I got to say it does yes you also, we did get your stickers, so thank yes, you for I sending us them. those. Uh, awesome. We got Wolf Den's stickers. Mm -hmm. um, is that kind of just like the name that you've given yourself? Is that what you use for social media, or how did you come up with that? Well, uh, my dad used to build furniture, wooden furniture. He had kind of a custom cabinetry making shop going on up until a few years ago that he kind of retired out of it. And he always called it Wolf's Den Furniture. Okay. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna stick with the Wolf's Den. 
and we're going to change it to tractors. And I kind of, I've been wanting to lean towards John Deere only, but it's like, it's a tractor community. All brands matter in that mm -hmm. instance. But that's, yeah, that's kind of what stemmed to it is just following what my dad did. Okay. Well, that's awesome. Okay, let's see. You also sent us the Husky 1476 with the loader on it. Is that yours? Yes, that is a custom project that I got from a guy uh, between home and my drives to work. I would I drive by it and I'm like, you know, someday I'm going to stop by and, and see what he wants for that. Um, and actually, uh, re recently, before I bought it, his uh, dad had passed three months before, so he was trying to clean out the house as that just sat in the driveway and uh so we we made a deal on it and i brought it all the way up north with me when i moved and uh, i v-twin power uh put a v-twin vanguard engine swap into it and uh, i i got a set of pallet forks on it now and i use it quite a bit it's actually been very handy for what it is so i'm glad that i could save that and get it back using again yeah that's awesome we also have your picture of the patio series, which the story behind those, you can share some detail on that too. But in the late 60s, John Deere came out with this series. And I know their kind of marketing ploy was to A, get the wives interested in the tractors and get their husbands to be like, oh yeah, go buy me that orange or blue or red or yellow one. And they also kind of use that as a ploy to say like, you can match your car with your lawn and garden tractor, your boat, whatever. I know it didn't work out the greatest because it started in, I believe, 1969 and they ended it in the 71, I think it was. So that didn't quite work out for him the greatest, but I know they have became very popular nowadays. So do you have all four? Well, I've got a few more than four. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I haven't quite gotten them all out yet. And that is actually the plan this fall. I've been trying to work with friends and stuff of that may have the other ones that I am missing. But uh, it's actually called, I call them the Sweet 16, which they did all four, all four colors on all four models. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, well, yeah, that didn't work out too well. They've become quite uh, hard to come by, especially a few of the models. Luckily, I've got friends that do have them. Uh, I have, I do technically have 15, but that's because I got five of the 140s. Okay. But I, so right now I have a lead on three of the patio 120s and I've got a friend that says he's got two more. So maybe I can borrow one for a little while. There you but go. My goal was to have the sweet 16 on the East Coast because okay. I know somebody had done it uh, quite a few years back out in Iowa. And I'm like, you know, that'd be really cool. Just another bucket list thing. Mm -hmm. Like uh, I did the whole 200 series. I got that off the bucket list. I've got just about all the 100 series. I've got mm -hmm. every year round fender, uh, you know, it's bucket list of trying to put them together as a whole. And then we'll probably end up uh, parting with quite a few of them to hopefully go to better homes that can make them white again. Cause actually a couple of them are still green. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that in one of your pictures or on TikTok. I can't remember which one. <laughs> So I also saw you sent, shared a picture with us where you have a 100, 200, 300, and 400. Yes. Do you have a favorite series of the lawn and garden tractors? 
I mean, the the one ten kind of series is of the best there is, which would have been probably the prerequisite of the two hundred series. It's a you know just what started it all. Mm -hmm. The three hundred series are the easiest to drive, in my opinion. They're you know attachments are best to use, operate. Tons of power, obviously bigger engines and transmissions in them, but. You know, I don't know. I always find myself falling back on the 400. That's always the first one I grab out of the shed for some reason. So I would have, I would have to lead that 400 to towards my favorite because that's I think that was the first one out of that four that I got, okay. got a hold of, and I completely rebuilt it. Um, my dad did the paint job on the hood because well, that was that's the second hood that's been on it. We had a minor incident, uh, coming back from Ohio. So that's, <laughs> that'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> what is the most important lesson you would say you've learned from the collecting hobby? Always be open-minded, uh, never be afraid to learn something new every, literally every day. There's something that I find, discover, I didn't pay attention to. Hey, there's a serial number break or there's a part number difference. And uh, I guess one of the main things I've kind of learned is John Deere wasn't, they were good that they wanted to keep improving their tractors. And by mm -hmm. doing that, they changed something every year on every model. <laughs> Yeah. So when you try to be a purist and look for the details, like, oh, well, this year had it, but that year didn't. Well, I got to change this color knob. So it's best to be open-minded because no matter how much you think you're right, something or somebody else is going to pop up and show up with something that's just going to prove it completely wrong. And then you got to start back over everything you thought you learned. Yeah. Yes. No, that's definitely very true. <laughs> Okay, how do you see the younger generation impacting the hobby? I'd say the biggest challenge to the younger generation is the older generation trying to accept them. That's the biggest thing that I've seen coming up the roots is uh, people are forgetting where they started from, where they mm -hmm. came from. Uh, a lot of kids nowadays are buying the newer junker kind of machines and trying to fix them up in their backyard whether they're just having fun with them fixing the neighbor's lawnmower uh, it's just the biggest challenge for them is i guess acceptance into yes. the community um I'm, i know kind of where i started from as you know with just a few here and there and actually i still have it quite often that i'll talk to an older collector mm -hmm. and he'll only talk to my dad he won't even look at me. And then my dad, if he asks a question, my dad will look at me like, hey, you know the answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I know. I do. I do the hard work. You get the credit. So. <laughs> yeah. But No, I do agree with that. It's definitely harder, I would say, for them to accept the younger generation coming up into the collecting world. And they definitely tend to doubt younger generation, too, even if they may have the answers. So that yes. is true. Yes. Yes. I try. I try to give. Uh, whenever I sell something or, and I see a younger kid show up to buy it, I always try to be as nice as I can, mm -hmm. throw in a couple extra parts, pieces, explain to him, hey, this is what you got to do. This is what you look for. Don't be afraid to message me with a question. You know, it's I try to help as much as I can to keep them them going because the more they learn and the more they're interested, the more these tractors are going to survive. I think that's exactly. what everybody's forgetting. 
you don't accept the next generation, guess what? All your tractors are going to end up in the scrapyard, mm -hmm. sadly. But that's... Yes. <laughs> nope, you're not wrong. So that's great. That's a great thing to help instill in the younger generation as they continue to come into the hobby. So that's good. Okay, one more question for you. Where can listeners find you online? Where can't they? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I guess I started on Instagram. I changed it. I got Wolfston Tractor. I try to post on there as much as I can. Uh, I mostly post on TikTok. So if you've got TikTok, uh, for some people, they don't have any of that. So you can always look for me on YouTube. I try to, I'm trying to post more um, just because I can post longer, more detailed instructional videos mm -hmm. about how to do stuff more detailed. Um, you know, don't be afraid to ask me a question, message me on Facebook, add me on Snapchat for the younger crowd to have it. You know, I'm more than willing to help. Uh, I, <laughs> obviously, with over 400 people, sometimes it can get a little overwhelming when it doesn't so start messaging all at the same time but yeah just i mean google wolfston tracker see what pops up i hope to be the top top mark someday now do you like sell parts or is it more of like if you have it people can reach out to you type of thing yes it's kind of people can uh, message me and I might have it I might not I can sometimes uh, most of the time I got to ship stuff out because people from other states that can't mm -hmm. find them um, I don't post too much for sale because of the hassle obviously a lot of people you got to deal with on Facebook you get some you get some oddballs yes. even when you're going to buy stuff you get some oddballs um, but actually actually I've been trying to I uh and I tried doing an instructional video on TikTok of how to do it themselves, but this is a heavy-duty air cleaner kit that you can, a lot of people put on their 140s. And uh, I've kind of cornered the market on making the mounts for them and putting them together. And I tried showing people how they can do it themselves. But everybody seems to, see, seems to keep messaging me, hey, can you make me one of them? <laughs> uh, and actually, I got I got to make about five more I got coming on order. So. Well, that's awesome. Uh, Maybe not awesome in the fact that they keep wanting you to build them, but <laughs> I, guess, I guess I'm good at something. <laughs> yep, there you go. All right. I think we're about out of time. So Definitely I want to thank you for joining us here today. We'd love to have you back on. If you ever have anything you want to show off, if you're working on anything in your shop, just shoot me a message and we'd love to have you join us again. Heck yeah, my pleasure. Yep. Thank you again. And we'll see you at Classic Green. You can find all the source material for our episodes on our website, oldirongarage.com. We encourage everyone to join us on Old Iron Garage to connect with other collectors. Again, we would like to thank Alan for joining us today, and we encourage everyone to give him a follow on TikTok at wolfsden underscore tractor. We encourage you to submit your collection photos to info at oldirongarage.com to be featured at the end of our episodes. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.